I don't want to puff all of us up and fluff and make everybody real horny, but this might be the crossover that people have been waiting for. This might be it right here. This might be the biggest event. In, in events history. In events history. Since the Big Bang Theory. Not the show. We were talking, like, we, we weren't going to say that, but we were thinking the exact yeah. same thing before we got started. Yeah, here. we're crossing over with the uh, probably longest tenured, most uh, uh, Cal Ripken-like uh, portmanteau-titled fitness podcast in history. Portman what? Portmanteau, when you take two words and put them together. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. It's so a mass and... and- and, Money and enomics. What's enomics? <laughs> uh, you said Cal Ripken. That's that's a pretty positive spin on it. We a lot of times like to think of ourselves as cockroaches because we won't go away no matter how much we should. Probably. Yeah, the Twinkies just hanging on. Yeah, we uh, we enjoy any word that has the word cock in it, so we're good. <laughs> uh, the only issue with my reference is I think we're the Simpsons in this. Possibly, and I, I here's a hot take. Uh, here's yeah. your over under. I don't really like The Simpsons. <laughs> I don't really like it. You don't overrated or underrated? I would say it's overrated. Yeah, I super overrated. I like Family Guy, <laughs> although that's all, probably also overrated. I, I, I got, like it. I got finished with Family Guy, yeah. as in like, like when they maybe the year after they came back, I was done. But how good is the Star Wars one? It's good. It's pretty good. Mm. There's two of them. Mm. Yeah, I think there's multiple. Yeah, 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 it's pretty good. So we have the boys from the north, and we're going over. Uh, maybe talk about overrated, underrated. Probably the most underrated Iron film, in my personal opinion, just based on everyone I've talked to never seeing it. Um, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, even though I was surprised, we did Pumping Iron um, a couple weeks ago with our buddy Dean, and uh, there was some like I think they might even be pro. I don't want to call anybody out, but they might even be pro bodybuilders and high level powerlifters that I know personally that had never seen Pumping Iron, and I was like, whoa. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, 70s, 77. Sure, but yeah. I, I, I turned like 17, 18, became a meathead. I just started YouTubing and Googling every documentary ever. I, I watched Ronnie Coleman eat chicken for half an hour. Like, you watch everything that you're into. And this yeah. movie, Power Unlimited, which is local to Jim and I, uh, Jim's in it, uh, <laughs> uh, we heard is a favorite of yours. And I want to ask, boys, before we hop into it, when's the last time you actually watched it front to back? Last night, love it. Uh, yes, Same. last night this morning. Same. Yeah. Love it. But that's cheating uh, because uh, outside of that, yeah, it's we have uh, we have a feature movie at the gym that is on twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, and this has probably been the feature for the last month or two. I think. Yeah, we've rotated between uh, West Side versus the World, of course, probably maybe something you would guys would look at again in the future. Um, uh, Pumping Iron, of course, and then Born Strong, which is the one that follows like. So Julius Savickas, yeah. Eddie Hall, Half Thor, those four, four guys when they go through Strongman. Those are the kinds, kind of the ones that we rot- rotate. Power Unlimited is actually the newest that we got to the collection. Uh, and a, a hilarious story about how we got the movie how, Power Unlimited. And, and I think this yeah. is worth saying for maybe why... <laughs> You know, the video's on YouTube. That's where I watched it last yeah, night. Yeah. But maybe this is why enough people haven't heard of it is because of this story right here. Yeah, so we needed a DVD copy of it because in our in, in Massonomics Gym, all we have is a DVD player there. We have uh, pretty antiquated technology. <laughs> no internet. Gym television. Just no internet anywhere yeah, to be found. No no internet. <laughs> Uh, not much in not much internet in South Dakota to begin with, so we got we we stretch ourselves. You got to do what you can. Yeah, uh, but we we needed a DVD copy. We knew it was on YouTube, but that didn't do us any good. So one of the gym members reached out to Gabe wow. yep, through Instagram 
and said, we really need a DVD copy of this. How do we get it? He said, well, I think I've got a case of them like up in my attic. Let me check it out. And he got back eventually and said, yeah, I'll send you a couple. That's dope. And he just he just sent them over, and that's how we got them. We had to go to the source. That's dope. So like a lot of movies, you get it by asking the creator, and they <laughs> yeah, send, yeah, and they send you that. Collection. That's how I got Star Wars 1. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very yeah. Similar, <laughs> similar story. Hey, George. Mr. Yeah. Lucas. Yeah. He's local. He's just a couple hours away. He, called him up. He grew up in Modesto. Yeah, probably. and I think he still lives in like Marin-ish. Yeah. 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 yeah uh, I actually saw Gabe probably within the last three years, I think. Really? Uh, he was at uh, our, our friend Alan Thrall's gym. Um, for an event of some nature, yeah, because he does strong man. Uh, yeah. yeah, so uh, for a while, I actually handled um, online sales of that film uh, under a previous um, regime, and uh, uh, the real story there, though, why Gabe has so many copies, is that uh, before this film was finished, like after the photography was done, but when the editing was still in process, um, this film got stolen from him. The original? Literally taken away from him. His editor and two of the financial backers, I will not be sworn. This is not sworn testimony. This is my memory, so anything could be wrong with this. This is not financial advice. This is not financial advice, yes. Uh, yes. Be sh- check check yeah. with your doctor before yeah. you take any of this yes. as, as, uh, <laughs> 50% uh, as, as, as gospel. However... Uh, yeah, you know, he lost control over it, and uh, they apparently thought they had some distribution deals ready to go and stuff like that, and they couldn't do anything with it because it was taken away from them. And uh, there was a lawsuit, and it took a while to settle the lawsuit. And uh, part of the settlement, I don't think there was necessarily very much money involved, but like he got all the copies for free. And yeah, uh, and then what do you do? And then what do you do? Yeah, sell them so out the we, back of your Lincoln. Yeah, and, so we we parking lot. We we helped uh, out selling those those things. But I also saw this film in a theater. It was played like one time at um, Crest. So Crest, yeah, uh, downstairs at the Crest, which is now a restaurant. I've played at the Crest. Professional drummer. There you go. <laughs> Fun fact for you, ladies and gentlemen. Why, why is it a trend of powerlifting documentaries? Because West Side versus the World, I don't remember the exact story, but there was issues there. Why in uh, the field of powerlifting documentaries, where there's almost presumably no money involved, are, are the films getting hijacked? So, coveted so you want that they're the real answer? Before release? I'll go before Jim because Jim's might be. <laughs> <laughs> just because everyone's a piece of shit I was uh, listening to <laughs> I love my boy uh, Jordan Shallow I don't know if you guys are familiar The Muscle Doc And uh, he, he was yep. doing a QA and a yesterday Or the day before I don't know Someday I was listening And people asked I forgot what the exact question was But something about like Pettiness or rudeness Or like pretentiousness Or selfishness In powerlifting Or shit drama I think yeah. Drama And he, he was super like Political about it Which w- isn't very Jordan-esque And he said Well I just think humans You know kind of tend to do that when they don't have a lot of things to accomplish in their own life they cause drama and this and that and i'm like dude you're fucking wrong like <laughs> you're, yes people are pieces of shit everywhere and yes people cause drama everywhere yeah. but like we're in this niche weird sport within yep. a niche of in, uh, uh, industry of fitness which is the most narcissistic self-absorbed 
niche of all niches. Okay. Like, you can say, oh, LeBron James is all about him. He's not. He's trying to win a championship. He has five. Like, you know, like, he's just not as bad as the number one what we do. Mm -hmm. And then you add in YouTube or you add in Instagram or you add in a a documentary where maybe you can make a hundred bucks. And these people talk about acting like cockroaches. They just come out for their own. That's my honest answer. And I would love a a, a psychologist, and I've talked to my own therapist plenty of times on it, but to, to analyze, but... I think it's like less than five percent of the world's like actual has narcissistic uh, uh, personality disorder, mm-hmm. but in in our world, Instagram, YouTube of fitness that has to it's rise. A high to, concentration. It's got to be 30 percent. Yeah, you can't swing a dead cat without yeah. hitting. And a I'm narcissist. talking. I'm talking <laughs> disorder. Like, but I'm, if you're gonna swing a dead cat, they're a pretty good targets. So. Yeah. So I, that yeah. would be my guess. Um, and, and there is some money to be made. That's another thing too. Is like. You know, I, I don't. You guys don't have to, you know, let out your finances here at Massonomics, but it seems like you guys are doing well. You know, like, like, are, are you guys buying a, a jet plane? Maybe not, but a little creativity, I mean, we, a little we hard just work. Put another pool in, and you can only use a pool, you know, like a couple months of the year here. So, so you're bowling. If that tells you anything, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. So that yeah. tells you. Something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like honestly, though, like you know, and that's a, that's a you know a hat tip to you guys. Uh, Jim told me earlier that you guys literally didn't take a week off for five years of podcasting. Um, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah. That's really impressive. Me and Jim have been doing this silly thing for, I don't know, eight, nine, ten years now, and we've taken plenty of weeks off, and, and more recently, like, six months off, because we're, you can say- Six weeks. Six weeks, that's six it? Six weeks, yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. Well, we, we did some repeats along the way, yeah, but, when yeah. we were working. The point bit. is, that's difficult, yeah. and it takes work, right. um, and if you do put in the work, and this sounds cliche, Tony Robbins bullshit, but uh, you, can, you can make some successes, um, and so anyone- with a, a hair of you know self-absorption is just trying to leech and buy yeah. dvds of a powerlifting geared powerlifting documentary yeah no the the, the west side versus the world stories the guy embezzled the money that was you know his his yeah. partner that he got stuck with because west side asked him to work with the guy embezzled the money and then be, became a uh, international fugitive and yeah it was like that was a rare circumstance i think i hope yeah. i don't know we'll see what michael does next and whether <laughs> it's a rare circumstance but uh so i watched this movie last night as well um with my twitch chat live and uh what i found interesting is that it's what's so normal to me because of where i grew up in powerlifting all the geared lifting all kind of the personalities kind of the danger that dude getting bashed in the head yeah. um not that that's happened mm-hmm. at every meet not that that's super normal i think even cartwright says in that film uh i've never seen someone actually get dragged off on a stretcher oh yeah i've seen people get jacked up and so have i uh, especially this recent uh, viral video, you guys see that guy's peck that ends up in his throat. Ooh, yeah. yeah, holy yeah. shit! Yeah. <laughs> Doing the I- incline bench on the negative, yeah. and it just curls up on. Uh, uh, so yeah. we've seen all this, and that is all painful. Whatever, yeah. but yeah, you're not getting drawn away on a stretcher. We've seen some close calls. Maybe one we saw a dude lose a finger. I think. Um, yeah, but whatever. Lose part of a finger. Yeah, all that. It really is kind of hardcore. Um, and then compare it to if you just got into powerlifting in 2019 and you see, you know, nicely ironed and, and freshened singlets made by SBD, perhaps. Yeah. Maybe you have really nice clean socks on. You know, you're checking the wind temperature and the fucking humidity before you hook grip a, a, a stiff bar. Yeah. <laughs> the culture has changed yeah. in, in what we do. And I know you guys have been around for a while, but what was your guys' first taste maybe in powerlifting? Um, like was watching this movie kind of a shock to you or is that kind of the powerlifting you know? 
You know, I guess I had seen clips of this video or of the, yeah, of this movie on YouTube. You know, when you first start getting into powerlifting, what, when I got in around 2010 or started to be interested, that's when you see the, the Kurt Kowalski videos of throwing the, throwing the, the You've plate got five the minutes rack. left. That yeah. whole thing. I never realized that was from this movie. So parts of this movie are like things I feel like that have been ingrained in you as a powerlifter from day one. If you spent any time on like early fitness YouTube it's hard for me to remember what I felt like the first few times I, I saw clips of this, but as I watch it now and I, how I relate it to what powerlifting is like to me today, uh, it's certainly dated, of course. You know, it's the equipped lifting. Um, Guys, the, bo- the, the, the body the mass. Bodies, of, yeah, the body types yeah. of who's competitive. Like the type of weight you had to put on to deadlift 700 pounds then is way different than, yeah. I guess, like USAPL, I, Raw Nationals. Everyone's deadlifting 700 pounds at, what, hundred and. 83 pounds like it just seems like okay things have changed completely there and and also the mentality side of it too and not saying it's everyone in the video and not saying that everyone is different than this today but the way we look at it we power lift uh because it's fun and like all the stuff we do it's because it's kind of fun and i know you probably look at that from a similar perspective as we do it's good it's fun to hang out with the guys at the gym you know blow a little stress off right so we don't come at it from like the uh, do or die mentality. Right. So that's always different. But but I know there's people like that, that that are still like that today. But I think that that's evolved more away from that over the last decade plus. Yeah, I think that's really true. The first time that I saw this whole movie, though, was was in the theater uh, that one time that we saw it. And it was very much like... Um, it's kind of like a home movie in a lot of ways. You yep. know, it's like, because um, uh, you like know all the people in it, or most of them. And, you know, and like I'm in it a little bit. Uh, the Cubby Bear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Has that name nickname stuck around, yeah. or was that like uh, of that era? Uh, uh, I it don't stuck around as- for a good while. I don't associate with anyone who still uh, okay anymore. But yeah, who but it was around. It that, was around. But it was around until yeah. um, now. It's Jimbo. We call. Yeah, him. we just made that up when uh, we were yeah. delirious in 110 degree weather, painting yeah. toxins in the walls yeah. here. Now it's Jimbo. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't encountered. Off, I'm gonna cross off Cubby Bear then and write Jimbo. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So. Uh, you know, I, I haven't had anyone call me that since say January of 2018. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so uh, anyway, yeah, uh, th- our reaction to it was like, wow, that's really cool because it was a, f- you know, feature length thing that included a bunch of people that we, we knew. And right. at the time, uh, Bigger, Stronger, Faster was was shooting, started shooting the same time as as uh, as this film. Yeah. When does this come out? 2007 ish? And Bigger, uh, Stronger, Faster is 2008, 9? Something like that? 2000, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like that, yeah. yeah. It, it took longer. The production quality between the two of those is, is very different. Yeah, you I think? wouldn't have said that off the top of my head because Bigger, Faster, Stronger just seems like the production is so much slicker on that compared yeah, to this probably one. Probably just money, I would assume. Well, part of it, too, yeah. in that. And uh, uh, Bigger, Stronger, Faster was shot by a professional. Yeah, yeah. It had editorial input from... Michael Moore's editors yeah. on, you know, Fahrenheit 9-11 and, and, and Bowling for Columbine. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was a totally different kind of production. This was very much a hometown kind of deal. Just budget alone, right? Like, the Bigger, Stronger, Faster, I was like, little cartoons in it. Yeah. Like, even animation right. now will cost right. you a little bit of money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let alone back in 2008, so. Yeah. Fiber, you know. Some of that stuff, I actually, and maybe... Maybe it's because it's like documentaries to me. I just put in a different category in my brain, and that's kind of what we, we talk about here on the show. But um, I don't look at like production at all. 
Oh, I look really? like not really. I look at like delivery. Like I want the narrator sound. I don't want it to look like shit. Right. Um. But like the content to a documentary is so much more important to me. Where maybe the opposite with another movie. Like people talk shit on all these movies. Uh. The new the new three Star Wars. I go in there. I just want to see some lasers and some aliens. You know, For like sure. just yeah. wow me a little bit. I'm eating popcorn. I don't give a shit. You know, like whatever. <laughs> I love Star Wars. You got a Jedi braid and you're slicing someone's head off. I'm down. <laughs> Where like the documentary, I'm trying to like get some pseudo knowledge i'm trying to do you know i'm trying to get into a topic and that's why i actually think this is like one of the most underrated fitness films because people who watch it might think these characters are like hamming it up but no no offense to anybody in that film like those guys aren't actors like that's no they're just like i've met a lot of them uh and they've stomped around this gym that we're in right now and they're that's just who they are yeah that i I will say that on this rewatch the first 10 minutes or so was just excruciating. I thought I'm never going to get through it this time. I just don't remember any everybody being this inarticulate. You know, <laughs> so, that, that's one thing we kind of mentioned is just the sh- the sheer number of interviews. There's a lot of oh, different people a, in this you, thing. Lot of usually interviews. when I when I watch when you watch a documentary, I feel like uh, I I don't know what the standard is. I'm sure there there's uh, commonalities between documentaries of how many people they're going through and circling back with, but. Uh, if you would have written them down, I bet there was 40 different yeah. people that got a little screen time in there. It was hard to keep up with some of that. Well, and they don't always explain like who they are or why they're there. No, and that was the one thing. Yeah. That there's a, Most people right away, you get the name and the title. Right. But there was a few people that they're going to have a longer talk, so they don't give you the name and title until they get done with their first cut. Then it goes away to something else. Then you get the name and title. And you, that time you're thinking like, should I know this person? Did they already introduce them? I don't remember. So there, there was some of that too. Yeah, and because powerlifting is not like, and everyone's going to get all mad and butthurt, but like it's not like a real sport. And so like people don't have like, you, you, you like a uh, Last Dance, right? I don't know if you guys seen the Michael Jordan yeah, documentary. Yes. Like obviously yeah. the epitome yeah. of sports documentaries at this point in this era. Like in basketball is obviously much easier. It's much more defined, but you just give someone start, someone's finish, and then what they did. Michael Jordan. You know, 1985, 2001, 16-time All-Star, six-time champion. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, I should listen to this guy because, and I read three lines. Where in this, you're they're kind of like you know, like dude's name and like maybe his bench press number. And you're, but but yeah. you're like at that time, you don't even know what a good bench press is because they start throwing out numbers. You know, like right, I'm a right. thousand-pound bencher. Right. Like this guy's benching 600. Like he's a world record in powerlifting. Still like that. Like like you said, like 700-pound deadlift. You see that in a gym, you're like, damn, that's pretty cool. But then if you're right. in the IPF, you're like, damn, well, what weight class and what's a squat and bench? And none yeah. of it matters. Yeah, what, what did the judging look like? Was it a yeah, national meet? Yeah, it's just all such hearsay. And yeah. our sport's so simple, and yet they can't tell us why this person is an expert that well, I should I, listen I to. I think there was a couple people that their title was like state record holder. And you're Dude, like, yeah. okay, <laughs> we're, in, yeah. we're in rare territory yeah. here. In a... That's fed- been a meme for so long. You guys should take yeah, that as a shirt yeah. or something. Like that county, local, uh, yeah. district champion. I, I was a state record holder for a period of time. Damn, don't say that. <laughs> like it may still be the case. I don't even know. It's a, like I had an APF deadlift record. Yeah, for, yeah. For a what period of time? Fed like, what junior sub category yeah, yeah, of uh, left-handed people with color blindness? Yeah, some somewhere in the, the you know the aging out category. I don't know. <laughs> what, were there some people? Obviously, you guys have seen the movie a lot of times. And and you said you started in like 2010. I feel like that is the era of, of geared lifting. Still, that's like that's when Westside was. Uh, 
not maybe at their peak, but that, that that's geared lifting time. Uh, it wasn't like generally popular to raw power lift or lift in sleeves or something till four, 14, 15, 16. Um, so you guys were definitely still in it. Were there lifters that you knew uh, in this film? Like even Eddie Cohn, you know, like Eddie Cohn now, he's got an Instagram following. He's been all over YouTube. You know, obviously we've talked to him and hung out with him and everyone. And he's such, he's such a good ambassador to the sport. Like he's at meets, like people just know him. Random folks just know him. Um, so his name is very householdy. But there's other guys there, like Mendelssohn. There might be a billion kids that are way stronger than I'll ever be right now in the IPF or even USPA, whatever fed, that don't know who Scott Mendelssohn is. Yeah. But you can still make an argument he's the best bench presser of all time. You can or Larry them. Pacifico. That's why I told my twist show. Yeah. I was like, Larry Pacifico's in here. To me, like, if if we're going to do this right now, <clears throat> Eddie Cohn, Michael Jordan, John Hack, maybe maybe a, 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 a LeBron, a Kobe, you can make these arguments against against that, right? Maybe even a Jesse yeah. Norris might slip in there. A Ray Williams might be in these conversations. Now Dan Bell's doing some crazy shit. He might be the Shaquille O'Neal. Larry Pacifico's got to be a Magic Johnson or a Larry Bird. And kids don't even know who the hell Larry Pacifico is. Yeah. Which is just blows my mind. And and maybe this is from my basketball, and I do all these basketball references. Sorry, people out there. Uh, but Or hip-hop or, or whatever. That's like the culture I grew in where you just always, and I think a lot of people do it, you, you pay ode to the past. Yeah. If, you, if you don't know the history, if you don't know the OGs, um, and especially powerlifting where the OGs are comparative to now. Basketball, you can't compare some dude dribbling one-handed in the 60s to LeBron James right now. It's a different <laughs> fucking sport, you know? Yeah. But you can closely-ish compare what Eddie Cohn does to what they're doing now, and you can still say, oh, fuck, Eddie Cohn's a monster. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so for people not to kind of know that, um, sorry to rant on you boys, but what, what what's some like lifters you really enjoyed from that era or maybe you knew previous to the movie? Well, I would say, I mean, Larry Pacifico, his name definitely came up. Like if you start researching stuff and looking around, um, but a, a lot of those guys, the issue starts to be, it's just so hard to find anything of them yeah. outside of here's a photograph of so-and-so <laughs> deadlifting. And you just got to take the caption because the plates are like non-standard. So you don't really know what weight they're even lifting, but I mean, yeah. What, what's with all the plates? They're always yeah, using that. The, the I'm like, where are, are they like, getting these? I, plates? I like that. Plates seem like they were homemade. Yeah. yeah. I like but that where because are, where are those plates? Because they haven't gone away. Like someone has all those somewhere. Oh, those I, weird. Yeah. They're plates. kind of like deep dish. They're yeah. kind of like the, the yeah. new rogue deep dish. I like that. Honestly, because I've been going yeah. on rants lately about all these little pretentious ass kids that can't deadlift unless they have a kilo bar and some competition yeah. plates. Like back then, one, no calibration wasn't a thing. Uh, and then even in 2010, up until 2015, there'd be like one gym within 50 miles that had a, a calibrated competition set. That shit ain't normal. It ain't yeah. normal to spend 50 grand to lift some weights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go lift some weights, you little turds. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I know uh, who has all those plates. It's Zach Evanesh. He's a oh, he, he does. Yeah. Alan has some weird shit. Alan, yeah. Yeah. Untamed Strength has some like handmade dumbbells from Folsom Prison. What? Like I think these prisoners made some dumbbells. They got Johnny uh -huh. Cash's DNA on and there. He or whatever. Has them. <laughs> I love that. That's cool. Uh, talking about lifters that were in there too. Another one that I like. That's uh, I always like his parts in there is Ricky Dale Crane, and he's yes. the guy for anyone if you've watched and maybe don't remember. He's got the frizzy. Like fading uh, fading yeah. away yes. afro kind like, of kinda like uh, uh, almost looks like a clown show hair cut that he's got going on it's and an I think, 80s perm right. yeah. 70s perm <laughs> it's something uh, and I, I like I like his his takes on thing and I'm pretty sure uh, don't quote me on this that he and brought uh, was the first he brought the Oki deadlift bar to market which well, I, think I think that's correct kind yeah. of the first deadlift bar too and they did so that's kind of a wrist wrap is Oki still around I don't know I'm a big Oki fan 
when we started lifting, we had an Okeana, Texas. I always liked the Okie, to be honest. Hmm. Yeah, well, so do was. I. So do I. Yeah, I like the Okie a lot. I think you can get them. It's a very, if you, you can go to the website, and I think it's a very, like, 1999 website feel, yeah. but I think they can be gotten through there still. I remember in, like, 2016, 17, still looking around on websites. You know, that was my previous career. And we're looking at wraps and belts and stuff. I'm like, these websites blow my <laughs> fucking <laughs> yeah. mind. Like, am I buying math? What the are times. these? It was so bad. I'm trying to buy a fucking weightlifting belt. and Geocities. And- Holy yeah. shit, yeah. dude. Dude, and I get like powerlifters ain't maybe businessmen or, or programmers, but god damn. Yeah. Some of the worst shit I've ever seen in my life. Who's the guy? Uh, and again, I don't even know what he's like known for, but he he compares himself to an excursion. That's my new favorite oh, lifter. Oh, um, yeah. The, he was, they said he was an IPF junior. Yeah, like champion in 2003. Champion, yeah. Was, he's um, my favorite lifter. It was Randall. Know. I can't remember his last name. Randall something. It's just yeah. so funny too because his analogy actually sucks. Sorry, Randall. But he's like, he's like, you know, bodybuilders like they're just looks. He's like, you know, Ferraris. Like Ferrari. And I'm like, dude, Ferraris are fast as fuck. <laughs> they're like, that's the worst. Too. Yeah. yeah, like innovation what? and performance. You should have said yeah. like a Mazda Miata or something. You know, he's yeah, like, fuck. Yeah, he's yeah. like Ferraris and Corvettes. Who would want that? Yeah, I was I, like, not yeah. me, dude. I, I hate th- those cars. I think you've tapped into something. I think the metaphors that they are used by the yeah, by people are, are they. Suck yeah, it's bad. like very very little uh, uh, accuracy in the metaphors in this. Like, I'm an excursion. So you are, buddy. <laughs> I want to be an excursion when I grow up. <laughs> I'm not sure that that's really what I want. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, where was I? Oh, oh, oh. So we were talking about the the Mike Womack thing. That's like probably one of the uh, most popular, most watched uh, powerlifting accidents ever. And I was in the room, and I thought I, my camera was charged, but it wasn't, or there would have been more video <laughs> of that. Uh, but we thought he was, we dead. thought he was dead. Yeah. Oh, it it looks like it when you watch it. And I had actually somehow in all of the times this video has been on, all the powerlifting stuff I've watched over the years, I had never seen that injury. So that was a first for me it's on bad. that video. And you go, whoa! Like it, right away, you think his head smashed in when you see it when you see it drop. Yeah. Well, we we thought, okay, so uh, skull fracture for sure. And uh, his brains on the fucking yeah, bench. I was, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what I was expecting. Juice. Yeah. And, uh, you know, literally the ambulance came in and took him away. And it was so crazy that before the end of the meet, he came back. It's like, they let you out of the hospital? Yeah, exactly. And like his face is swollen. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. They should have put him, I don't know, somewhere. Because uh, having a spotter who didn't know what he was doing when you're benching over 700 pounds... No face guards. Yeah, that they hadn't been invented oh, yeah. yet. Yeah, two two thousand and eleven, probably the first powerlifting meet here that I was involved with. I'm I'm side spotting, uh, and it's still there's probably ninety percent geared lifters, ten percent raw guys, and uh, Chris Papion flew out here, single oh, ply right. lifter, pretty fucking strong dude. Squatted in the eights, benched in the eights, probably pulled in the high sevens. Um, one of the uh, like big single tech, ply, single ply, big big single ply, uh, 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 lifter at the time. And uh, I'm side spotting on a bench, and I've, I've lifted off for seven, probably seven pound, seven hundred pound 
benches at the time, but I'm still, I'm 22. I don't know what the fuck's going on. And the exact same thing happened, but it happened so quick because our elbows just shoot in and then the shirt just gives up and the world explodes. Luckily, we had the small face guards, yeah. not the big ones, but we had the small ones and I just shoved this thing back into the thing and it's like a movie. It ends up, for our audio listeners, I'm going to try to describe it well, but it ends up like an inch from his eyeball. You know, he's kind of got to turn sideways so this thing doesn't smash his fucking face and I was like, holy. That was probably the closest to, I just killed a man I've ever felt. Yeah. Well, and we also, the, the Mendelssohn peck tear happened in this building. Yeah. Which uh, is my- Everyone's seen that, that picture. That, yeah, yeah, infamous. <laughs> my famous injury there. My most watched YouTube video, six I wish you had the whole million. thing, though, because it could go in this movie. Mendelssohn pulls up. It's literally this gym right here, boys. And, and he pulls up on the road. The main road's right here behind Jimbo. And he pulls up in like a lifted excursion, blinged out rims, and then just fucking- Moses way down, you know, and you're just <laughs> which is, again. It's I think it's just maybe the same meat, maybe the meat after that. I'm still like 22, and I'm just like, oh, I didn't know humans came in that size. Like, what the fuck is going on in here? Now, I, I had I had experience with him before that. <laughs> obviously, um, there was a point at which he became the um, the APF chairman for California, and that's kind of when things sort of went sideways for the APF in California. To be honest. Uh, we actually went down to LA and did a, uh, a meet in that gym, not the one that's shown, but in his gym, uh, he had moved after that and, uh, they did not have a squat bar. Literally there was no squat bar. So uh, it was a. I wonder when the squat bar was even invented. Because we said the Oki, like, when did that even become, like, a thing? I don't know. When? was This is probably never going to pop up. Talk about not being able to get information. The funny thing you guys yeah, talk about, like, the pictures and stuff being so crazy, but we're in the 90s. It's not like there wasn't cameras, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. this shit looks like it's the fucking right. gold rush. <laughs> where it's 1997. Right. Like, we have plenty of pictures of Michael Jordan. Like, why isn't there and shit going just, on? One of the historical things that I really want to know, and we were discussing this right before the call, is... The, the Lee Moran squat, like that is yeah. hi history for sure in powerlifting. That, that is an incredible squat. The fact that it knocks him out, yes. he goes down, yep. he comes back, loads it back up, the plates fall off the bar, goes back again, gives it another try before he gets this, what was it, like 1,011 or yeah. 1, yeah. I don't know, it was 1,000 even. So it's just a crazy road to get that. But there was one little thing that someone slipped in there and they said there was five to 6,000 people watching. And one... That's got to be the biggest powerlifting meet of all time. <laughs> yeah. And then two, I didn't see a single bit of footage from that from that crowd. And that's what I want to see is I want to see how big that crowd actually was. Well, well and my thing was uh, meet directors today are always talking about these things that we need to do or things that need to be done in order to take powerlifting to the next level in order to make it more of a spectator sport and get audiences like this. Yeah. And I'm like, apparently we're, we're doing that in 1984. Like, yeah, we're, we're, if anything, it's just it's but uh, not now. regressed and come back up and regressed and come back up a few times. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure that that's that just might not be realistic. Like, and, well, and nothing against like the big meets, but like even the biggest meets we have now, are, are there more than a couple hundred people ever? Yeah, 6,000 is a lot of people. 6,000 is a lot. When that, people that's say that, that's, that's a lot. I like. I don't. That's know. like what Joe Rogan pulls in for a a, a, com a com comedy show, and that dude's arguably like the most famous dude on the internet. Like, yeah, that's where, a, you need a full on theater. Yeah, or something like it's that. It's true. 
where would it have even been? Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> so two things do come to mind. One, I think that number is probably exaggerated because, like, when you sure, see a crowd, uh, you're gonna, times ten maybe. But but I, but, <laughs> but I do think that in that time, one geared lifting is a little bit more extreme, and this is a topic I want to bring up too because they talk about Olympics a lot in this thing and how it yeah. gets there or whatever. Yep. It is kind of extreme geared lifting where raw lifting is just not really extreme per se. I wouldn't throw that word at it. It's hardcore if you want. I hate that term, but it, it, it's tough, right? There's some blood, there's some hooker, like it shit hurts, but it's extreme yeah. to get under a thousand pounds with gear on for some reason. It's more extreme than getting under a thousand raw. Not that I'm ever or have experienced, never will either of those, but like watching it, watching the person's reaction under gear, under a thousand is so different than raw under a thousand. I've seen both. During that time, there was less people doing this freaky sport, 1990s, even early 2000s, that maybe it had that kind of mystery about it, like Strongman, and that's oh. why Strongman's taken off now, like, oh, wow, these are human apes doing insane things, I'm going to go watch this, where to us, like you said, a 700-pound deadlift, if you even scratch the surface of powerlifting, is very normal now. Wherein maybe in 1995, it was more of an anomaly, so it was more of like a freak show yeah. aspect that maybe it did draw a bigger crowd than we could now because it's so no You go to any powerlifting gym, and it's crazy that there's such thing as a powerlifting gym now, even to me, because again, yeah. 2010, there wasn't. There, mm, there even, were. Even I mean, Mendelssohn had a boxing thing. In like, yeah, well, this guy's that's, the, yeah. You know what I mean? Like there were There's West Side, there was Super Training. And even Super Training was inside of a strength and conditioning gym. Yeah, but they talk about the movie is named after uh, a gym called Power Unlimited, which was the bodybuilding... Um, bodybuilding gym. E bodybuilding and right. powerlifting gym in the Bay Area. But there's no powerlifting gym. Yeah, no straight powerlifting there's gym. No power but, there's no powerlifting gym. But there no was like also not straight, just, just powerlifting. Sure, either, sure, sure. I think that's the thing. Yeah, but my point is that now it's everywhere. Yeah. Each major city has a powerlifting gym or strength conditioning base where the owner's a powerlifter, and you'll easily find a 700-pound deadlifter at every single one. That's probably true. You know? Yeah. Where back then you wouldn't. You couldn't even find a fucking gym. Yeah. You know, uh, another th funny thing that I, I think has changed since this movie, we're talking like mid-2000s, and a lot of examples you give there, and you're just giving anecdotes, we refer to the deadlift. Like, the deadlift is a big deal yeah. right now. And in this movie, they, they spend a lot of time comparing and contrasting bench only versus full power. Yeah. yeah. And when they're making those comparisons – the full power argument always goes back to the squat, which yeah, every just, time. everything every, is the yeah. squat. Yeah. They almost, the deadlift almost doesn't exist. It kind of feels like an after. Right. And I know that that's a little bit of a maybe more common thing in geared powerlifting. But yeah, it's just yeah. weird how, how now uh, the deadlift, like through Instagram and everything like that, that's almost like the most viewer friendly lift and like have just gained so much more popularity. And it's just. A lot more common to think about a deadlift in reference now than uh, at, at that point in time. It was obviously the squat. Like, that's all they talked about. Like, it, they almost didn't care about the deadlift. Yeah, I think like. you're right. I think you're right. And I think it's twofold. I think one uh, is the gear helped you more in the squat. So, all these right. guys who were that's full, a, an important point. So, they're all big power guys. They're full power guys. They're like, well, my squat's my biggest lift. Yeah. You know, right. and like a majority of raw lifters, not everyone, but will have a bigger deadlift than their squat. Majority, especially if you're knee sleeve. Yeah, it's uh, usually it's usually one point two five to to one and a half. Yeah, times. yeah, yeah. Depending, mm -hmm. there's some guys that are built a little different or whatever, but majority. Right. Um, and then you throw in wraps, it gets a little bit different. Uh, or your name's Ray Williams, and then it's different. But uh, <laughs> if you're in gear, you're right. Like like squat was the gig probably because of uh, 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 the gear. So that's what you hung your hat on that I was good at. Um, 
but I agree with you now, maybe even the last five years, the deadlift's been the cool lift. It's, it's it, right. it looks cooler. Even West Side guys say it, like in I don't know documentaries or clips or whatever. They always say like, "Don't want to fight a guy with a big deadlift." Like they say shit like that. Like it, they make it cool though, which is interesting. Well, I have another wrinkle on this particular thing. At the time, I don't know what the current state of it is, but at the time, Wobble was very popular, yeah, and Wobble not. did not have a squat. It had benches and deadlifts. But it did not have a squat, yeah. and so and those people absolutely called themselves powerlifters as well. Yeah, and so that, I think the differentiation was oh, we squat and everybody else doesn't squat. That that's a, another wrinkle to the whole thing is no one talks about that now. Yeah. Maddox gonna bench eight hundred and ain't no one gonna tell me not a powerlifter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not telling that dude I think shit. That's true. I just don't care. Like <laughs> yeah, you're a beast. Uh, but my my hot take of the day is that if you're uh, bench only, you're not a powerlifter. Well, my hot take of the day is this is not a documentary. It's more of a hagiography. It is a love huh? letter. It is a love letter to to. It's when you show all the positives. Oh, and people have true. to figure out the negatives. Okay, to to. Uh, USPF yeah, for sure power yeah. to yeah. to geared powerlifting yeah, for, for sure. sure and the underlying theme was uh, supposed to be trying to get, garner enough uh, uh, public knowledge of this sport to push it toward the Olympics. Yeah, they didn't. That's mention- while that Olympics talk was in there, even though yeah. you got Mendelssohn saying, "Yeah, I'd love to be in the Olympics," and uh, like, dude, you're not going to pass the drug test. <laughs> so yeah, that, we had that exact yeah. conversation. The drug test. The, Come on, the, now. yeah. The Olympics yeah. keeps coming up, and it's like, well, okay. <laughs> I mean, there's a few people that would make the cut, but yeah, Mendy's not one of them. He's <laughs> yeah. And they, they didn't talk about steroids once, I don't think. No, well, they didn't, and they didn't talk about the fact that, that why the U.S. PF at the time was no longer affiliated, affiliated with right. the IPF. Which is happening just before that, I believe. Uh, it was a little bit before yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, like and, 2005-ish. Yeah. And, and USPF ran tested and non-tested meats. Yeah. Yeah, they, you know, it, even, I was surprised they didn't take steroids at all. And then the other hot take on there was uh, everyone gets along. No, well, yeah, yeah, we're competing. I but thought everyone, that was like, really no, funny. Yeah. None of you guys, you all hate each other. You guys are yeah. fucking, I don't know who's paying you, and maybe not those particular interviews, um, but like any niche, again, we talk about the narcissism and whatever, and I don't think it's as heavy then because powerlifting was kind of cool. There, there was n- nothing to win. I liken it to early MMA days. Like, there's nothing to win. There's no money. There's no popularity. There's no anything. It's literally your ego driving you, which is maybe a, another argument for our narcissism, but it's way different than now, where there is some money, there's some popularity, there is some cool guy factor. Um, but any niche you get in anywhere, and powerlifting's always been and still is very small everyone knows everyone there's going to be drama there's going to be hate there's going to be shit talking that is just part of human being nature i do agree with that part of of my buddy jordan shallow uh it's just now escalated by uh the 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 niche you are in and youtube but they all play so happy go lucky no one talks steroids yeah and then no one wants to see any of you in the olympics someone said i'm an athlete in that too right that's a quote that popped out to me i think it was mendy sorry buddy Uh, you'd eat me for dinner but i think he says i'm an athlete i'm like "Ah, that term I mean, I've just like played against guys that have been in the NBA and shit, you know. So like stuff like that just kind of rubs me a little weird. I would agree with you on that point. Well, uh, and on on Mendelssohn, I picked out a couple things that I, I feel like I have to just hit it. Pop hit out it. Here. Feel free. And we we don't know Scott. You guys have probably both met him before and everything, and yeah, we yeah. followed him and. Very, I, I agree with and what we, you said and, earlier. And we completely do respect his accomplishments. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. He is yeah, a, 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 a he, he totally, right. 
He totally threatened me on Facebook Messenger after um, a year after I posted that video of his pec tear. Like it, it suddenly became really popular, and he wanted a taste. And I'm like, I didn't see it for another year after that because because yeah. we were not friends on Facebook. It, anyway, so, go on. Yeah, but but to all those out there, you should look him up. Like his, his powerlifting yeah. accomplishment, yeah. he he might be the best bench press of all time. Even if Maddox hits 800, like I think Maddox would have to go and do uh, 1100 yeah, in a shirt. Maybe he did he it had all. the raw record. He for had the raw time. record. He over did it all. 700 pounds. Yeah. Yeah, he's still is built different. No, he's a tank. Yeah. Per, he's like, a tank. It's yeah, like McGregor getting two belts. Like it's it's a it's a first of the nature. Yeah. Anyway, but, but when he when he's sitting there in the interviews, and granted, those people listening won't be able to see this, but when he's sitting like this, it's all the way back, like looking up his nose, and yeah. like, <laughs> and then they say. And Mendelssohn's built different at eleven percent body fat. Yeah, love, like, love it. Okay. I'm not a body fat expert, and I'm not claiming my own body fat to be low percentages here, but come on. Like, I yeah. have general ideas, and I'm like, this man sitting here, like, with his jowls, like, absorbing his neck is not 11% body fat. Look, I heard Ronnie Coleman was 0.3% body fat, so anything's possible. I thought that was Bruce Lee. No, I, Ronnie, be- I would believe it a Bruce Lee. Ronnie said it on a Rogan podcast, and poor I saw, Ronnie, I that and too, I'm just yeah, like, that, oh, that, man. That just good. makes every, like, fitness dude go like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, eleven uh, percent body fat, and what else? What, what, well, so then another thing, and I I get that these are probably thrown around really casually, <laughs> but just his diet, and I wrote a couple yeah, yeah. of these yeah. down. So, ten gallons of Gatorade a day, which would be eight thousand calories in Gatorade. Oh, I love that you did that math. There. I was about to do it by yeah. itself. Yeah. <laughs> so eight thousand calories of Gatorade. Uh, this is after they you did just say be pissing constantly. <laughs> you would, you would. This yeah. is also they did say he takes in twelve thousand calories per day. Uh, 7,500 calories in weight gainer. So of the 12,000 calories he takes in a day, 7,500 are weight gainer and 8,000 are Gatorade. <laughs> I'm not that good at math. 16, he's yeah. already at almost 16,000 calories and he hasn't consumed any food yet. And then they said roughly five pounds of, roughly red, five meat. Pounds of red meat and then 40 egg whites a day. So <laughs> What's five pounds of ribeye? Yeah, he, he, yeah, you're he dead. He's taking in roughly 20,000 plus <laughs> calories a day. I love that. that I'd almost one believe thing, that. He... he his wife said that she believed that he gets a concussion every time he benches over a thousand pounds. So, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that was like, don't do that then. Like, that's not, <laughs> like, that's not, that's not good. I've had a theory for a long time, uh, and this is 100% anecdotal. Not do not listen to me, but uh, I've had a theory for a long time that it's going to come out later. You know, um, what was the movie? It got really popular with CTE concussion. Concu- is that the movie's name? <laughs> I don't know. No, but yeah, but concussions. But it's yes. but it's yes, it's called. Is it called concussion? Yeah, yeah. So but because the truth is, it's not concussions that cause a lot of CTE. It's it's micro traumas to the brain. Yeah. Uh, football linemen, right? Typically, all this stuff. I do think there's going to be something related to powerlifting. It's just not as popular yet. Um, but everyone, because everyone asks, like, oh yeah, man, did a hard set of five, kind of blocked out, or saw stars, or, or felt a little like that. Right. There's something going on with your brain that's not just blood rushing to your erect. Well, from a hard like, set. If you don't like vasovagal out and just pass out, then and you keep and you keep going, you're yeah. still yeah, the, it, probably yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, and let alone in gear, yeah, uh, and, and on and let gear. alone on gear, and let yeah. alone the, the <laughs> amount of weight that these guys are handling. Even even anyone anyone right. listening right now, you, you've done you know say your max is four hundred five, and you've done a all out set of three fifteen on deadlifts, like you feel a little like oh shit, you know, for maybe yeah. a couple minutes. There's something with your brain going on. So not not to say that that dude got a billion concussions every time he squatted a thousand, but uh, something weird's happening to our brains. Yeah, that's not healthy. 
Uh, one of the criticisms of this movie at the time was that that West Side is just only is just touched on a little bit, and Hardly, I can yeah. and I can tell Barely. you that that yeah. uh, Louis absolutely refused to participate in this in this because uh, it was that a does love not letter. Surprise me one bit. It because it was a love letter to the USPF, and he hated sure. the USPF because they 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 tried to. Uh, they tried to drug test him as a coach. He, he's told this story a million times. If you, if you, I did, I've never heard that, but that's amazing. Yeah, they're like out drug of, test all coaches. And, Fuck them. And out of competition test as a like as it. a as a um as a coach. And so he fucking hated. Was the Elite USBF. FTS a thing? Because I know there's a lot of Elite FTS faces on there that I recognize. But yeah, Elite was there. Was some there. logos in there too. Elite yeah. FTS logos. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I'm a uh, Luduski. Yeah, uh, I followed. Her, yeah, I followed her really early and talk about OGs and people that are still around and still doing good things for the sport. And one of the early um, lady figures that 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 doesn't get enough love in the sport. She's someone I followed on the Elite FTS boards for a long time and wrote articles about bench and stuff for them. Um, she's in there, uh, and and I wondered if that played a role with not mentioning Westside because it was probably early in the Dave Tate split, so maybe the blood was a little fresh. No, they were still they were getting along at yeah. that point. I think, as far as I yeah, know, I, I mean know. they they were. It, they fell in and out and in and out and in and out, and I think still do. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, and to me, if you take uh, Julia and you and you take um, oh my God, I'm blanking on her name right now. Uh, the Australian Bev, yeah. Bev Francis. Yeah. Francis. You, you put yeah. those together, you get Jen Thompson. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. In terms of personality, yeah, and they even look kind of alike in, yeah. in the world. Yeah, in, China, in yeah. terms of personality, because like Bev Francis really had all the the confidence in the world. They might have been the best two interviews in the whole thing. Probably so. <laughs> yeah, Bev, Bev Francis was really good. She I was thought. Good. Yes. Yeah, yes, that's a good point. I thought Swanson was a really good uh, ad, and they mentioned some of her numbers really quickly. Talking about not introducing people, they, like everyone says, like best strength athlete of all time, but they don't really say like how fucking savage she was. Yeah, because even yeah. in gear, she could still, in my book, probably be mentioned as the best female strength athlete of all time yeah probably I, I like there, there's these that a lot of people have forgotten about too yeah or yeah newer people aren't aware of who she benched is. 500 squatted 800 i yeah. look look Total uh, 2000, my, yeah. look i've i've everyone i did meets with her so I, yeah I yeah, did see, yeah yeah she was, yeah and, and people ask me this probably ask you guys all the time like who's your favorite powerlifter and i never made one before and now i've made one is that is jessica butner she's my favorite the forklifter she's my favorite powerlifter yeah. i just the canadian stamp, forklift dude yeah. i'm a canadian through and through my best friends up <laughs> yeah. there omar and my favorite powerlifters up there and so uh it, she does insane things, right? Uh, uh, Amanda does insane things. Mello does not main thing. Obviously, uh, Steffi. There's all these athletes doing stupid things in the lady powerlifting game. But 800 pounds uh, in gear, <laughs> that's some different shit. 500 pounds in gear. Mm -hmm. I don't care in gear. I don't care reverse band. I don't give a flying fuck. That's some insane weights being moved. Um, again, not knowing the history of the sport and people not talking about athletes like Swanson. I think she was Highland Games, did some like strong woman, like did a bunch of shit, just an absolute tank and a half. She has a uh, a tattoo on the back of her neck that is, it's a white tattoo. Oh, yeah. So you can only see it when she's like lifting. And so, so there's like, you know, glare blood no blood running into the oh. tissues you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah and so it literally says strongest ever oh yeah That's and cool. and i really can't argue with that yeah. point i mean yeah no. yeah she's a good mention uh to get into some kind of programmatic stuff that i have written down here yeah, um what moment in this film fires you up the most whoever wants to go first lead it boys because mm. and i say this because so many people on YouTube and in person or whatever say, oh, I put that movie on before I lift. It really fires me up. Yeah, yeah. What fires you up? I guess I probably go back to just with the intensity of, of Kirk's yeah. Yeah. monologue. Kirk. Like that's, yeah. that's uh, I mean, it's so iconic. Um, 
Big Mendy's bench, you know, that's that's inspiring, but it also at the same time is a little anticlimactic. Like it kind of is like he, it's a bodybuilding show. They run him out. Yeah. The crowd's kind of, you hear like two claps yeah. in the distance. And then he goes and a few guys yell and he walks off. And it was like, ah. I'm sure it was really cool to see in person, but the way they presented it on film, it felt a little like that was the biggest lift of all time. And there was yeah. like four people that were excited for it. So that was a little bit of a disappointment. Yeah, I, I got to agree with the Captain Kirk. Like, that stuff that we quote in the gym fairly regularly, like like your buddy's over the squat rack and you give him, like, five <laughs> minutes, dude, like, or else this plate's coming at your head. Um, I, I like the Kirk Kowalski stuff. It's good. And then as far as, like, thinking, like, oh, that's just badass, like, the Lee Moran thing was. To see yeah, this yeah. guy, like, just keep throwing himself at it, you're like, damn, that guy and wants it Lee, bad. Lee, Lee Moran, was, I believe, was a patched Hell's Angel, too. I don't know if they talked about that. I think, I that think, that's, I think that that's true, See, yeah. like, like yeah. Uh, I've never made a documentary, and it's obviously much easier to talk when you're yeah. a viewer, but, like, that's the stories we need. Yeah, well, like, that's... To make powerlifting, like... Go on Netflix and explode the fuck up. Like that's the kind of shit we need to talk about. Um, it's Matt Dimmel in in the West Side versus the yeah, World. Yeah, and right. he basically right. the same yeah, kind of story. and even that, even that though, in West Side of the World versus the World, I, I enjoyed a lot. And I know there's complications in getting the stories you want to make movies the way they should be. Uh, some people may not be open to talk about it. You may not be able to get the interview. Yeah. Getting people to open up and, and interview like that is a, is a skill um, and maybe even a timing thing when people are ready to do that. But those are the stories. What makes the Olympics the Olympics? Mm -hmm. Running in a circle ain't interesting. No. It's hearing about that poor person broke their leg and then they lost their child and then their mom had cancer and they still made their way to be the fastest person in whatever. You know, like those are the stories we kind of need to hear because um, I've never heard that, but I would love to. And I don't know what fires me up, by the way. Nothing fires me up. I, I think I got adrenal fatigue or something <laughs> that some doctor told me. None of that gets me excited. I, I would also say that me watching this video at like 18 or 20 years old, I would have had a way different reaction. Same. To not, like then I would have been like, yeah. oh, it's so badass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now it's like, well, okay, yeah. We We've kind of seen this. Uh, if you're if you're around long enough, you kind of it all starts to feel sort of cliche. Even though I think uh, so, we did pumping iron last month. I think more of that pump fired me up. Just seeing like Arnold get oh, interviewed yeah. and people going nuts behind him, yeah. uh, or that dude squat three fifteen till he died. Like that yeah. stuff actually yeah. fires me up more. I think than powerlifting stuff. To be honest, well, the moment that fired me up is not in the film. Um, actually, That's cheating, dude. No, it's, no, because <laughs> it, Jim with his before it was, it was in the movie take. Yeah, the BTS. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because literally what happened was the uh, the meat that's shown at the beginning of of the movie. Yeah, that's it, and then it's shown later. It's 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 woven through it. So the timeline's really fucked in this movie. Just so everybody knows. Uh, sure. But it was uh, the Pasadena Fit Expo before it became the LA Fit Expo. It was in in Pasadena. I competed at, there was an APF meet one day, and then there was a USPF meet the next day. Yeah, that gives so, you guys an idea of just powerlifting. Like, yeah. What the fuck yeah, is that? Like, yeah. like why? <laughs> so so I, I did that meet, and um, what happened was I came out for my first squat, and Haas had wrapped my knees, and, and like I said, not tight. I didn't like tight because I, I have these giant calves, and if you start yeah. constricting the blood flow back to my heart, they, they cramp, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't move them. And so uh, I get out there, and I unrack the bar and immediately go straight forward. Like, yeah. like timber. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like the bar like hit the upright and and they the spotters had to catch me and everything. And the cameras were running for this film and for bigger stronger faster. And I reached out to everyone and said, "Please do me a favor and do not use that footage <laughs> yeah. of me eating shit 
I would prefer that you just not. <laughs> that fires you up. I would. It fired me up that I wasn't there. Yeah, I was really. Yeah. I was very happy that it wasn't there. Uh, I take mine back. Uh, I did think it was one, uh, two things. Uh, like shock me, fired me up. I, um, this is gonna sound like morbid, but like uh, how many young people at the end of the movie they dedicate the movie to that past and they don't yes. say why they passed. Mm, yes. Like that fires me up in a way, like not like rah rah, but like a oh fuck, life is short, and uh, I've just had a lot of death in my short life of people close to me. So like that kind of stuff hits. Me. Like I guess fired up to me is like the you know the the tingle in the back of your neck yeah that gives me like oh fuck uh, and then the dude in Grass Valley uh, they, yeah. they they interview that random lady that like just got into powerlifting and has state county division records I was like nah that's not that cool and then they go to this other guy and then he's squatting three fifteen and you're kind of like well that's not that cool and then he's like uh, oh I got cerebral palsy yeah and then yeah, you're like yeah, oh yeah. okay and like and then this dude's fucking yeah. about it he's like I don't really give a fuck about this like I'm about it um, and although I can't find that level or passion for powerlifting myself I train really hard. I'm really dedicated. I've given 12 years of my life to this silly sport. Um, seeing someone that into it uh, with way more obstacles than I have getting under a barbell uh, doesn't fire me up per se, but gives me a little uh, goose bumpies. Understood. Yeah. Okay, so most cringe moment in the film. Ooh. There's a lot. This one's going to be... Uh... The the uh, dude, my dude, I love them, you know, and I like to be an excursion, but just the analogies <laughs> doesn't really work. <laughs> You're like a Ferrari without an engine. He could have said that. Yeah, he could have said a Ferrari on the back of a trailer. That yeah. would have been cool. Um, but I really want to be a Ferrari, but I don't want to be a bodybuilder. So he lost me. I don't know if it's cringe per se. It, sadly, you watch anything like pre 2014, and it, the, like the whole vibe just because as film and, and communication podcast yeah. shit my podcast from a year ago i've probably said some cringe ass things you know like it just always feels cringy because we are progressing um true so, so true. maybe the entire movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I would say like the the, the mendy diet thing that went a little bit and one thing i i mean i get what they were saying i hadn't heard much of it was he got bit by the iron bug. The iron yeah, bug. Yeah. And I'm like, I've never really heard people say that in person. Like, that seems, I, I guess you're trying to put a name on something, but I, I don't hear people use that ever. Uh, was that well, the name of the production company? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so maybe that was some yeah. fed lines, yeah, which Gabe does has make that, it worse. Yeah, Gabe has that tattoo. Sorry. I'm sorry, Gabe. Uh, yeah. Sorry, bud. Uh, I, uh, I pissed Gabe off uh, when Side Word of the world, world came out because I said it was really the only piloting documentary. documentary. Yeah. Um, one thing, I don't know if it's the most cringeworthy, but we did, it was something else Tommy and I talked about and we haven't brought up yet when uh, Cartwright was, he's given a monologue about something and he's describing how he maybe has a little bit of a temper and he casually drops in that just before this interview in the gas station, he punched a guy in the face <laughs> in the gas and, station. And it was yeah, just it was like, yeah, he just did it in passing. Like, that's what happens during the week. I punch people in the face. And it was like, whoa, that was way too casual. Like, like he's like, oh yeah, and kind of like, just today, when I was on the way here, there was a guy in the gas station, and I, you know, I punched him. And like uh, he was talking to a, he didn't think a guy with a suit and a tie on would do something like that. And it's like, well, I, I think most people usually don't think they're going to get punched in the face in the gas that, station in general. That I don't could think have it's been me. Tie. He he literally <laughs> lived uh, a stone's throw from my childhood home. Yeah, yeah, like a stone's throw. I've uh, I see him I, in between gyms, or uh, I was staying with my mom for a while years ago. Uh, uh, out in the suburbs of Sacramento, and uh, him and I went to the same commercial gym. I saw him every day. Yeah. Well, I have to say that I never believed that story. <laughs> okay. And, and and if you if you look at the the 
There are a lot of comments on my channel have said uh, that they don't believe that story. I never believed it. I never, I never thought it was a true thing, uh, because also I don't think it was before that interview. I think it was actually before a, tr a training session. Oh, but it happened. And and no, he came in and talked about having had a verbal exchange with somebody, not that he punched somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I will add that. Um, uh, oh, we'll get to this one. We'll get to this one in a minute. Um, so uh, my watch, watch, my cringe. most cringe moment is is probably Mendelssohn saying that he squatted a grand before. I think yeah, that's just like, for I fun. Don't, ah, don't yeah. yeah. Well, and then, but it, credit to him, he starts to describe it. You know, yeah. but then it gets worse. First, he's like, yeah, but not powerlifter. He's like, it's really high, but but, but parallel, but high, like, but parallel. Yeah, but it was a condominium. It was, it was actually on a leg press. But <laughs> yeah, it was a thousand pounds. Yeah, we just start trickling. Yeah. Exactly. That's like I bet you about three fifty in high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my my next question actually feeds into what I was about to say, but I'll hold on to it. I, I have a, a there's a podcast that I listen to all the time called um, The Rewatchables, and one of their categories is about movies, and their their categories is uh, what's age the worst. So I think that's very appropriate for this film. Yeah. What's age the worst in this film? Uh, I think a combo of geared powerlifting, yeah, uh, just in yeah. general, like it, it's it's dead. I think single play is making a small comeback with guys like Blaine Sumner and, and some really incredible athletes, um, but I don't think it has life. Uh, but I would say what aged the actual worst, uh, and this is like a deeper take than the surface level ish, is is what we were talking about. How none of us maybe relate to like that hardcore mentality that you had yeah. to be a you know ripped off denim jean wearing bench press to save my life. Uh, what if I what if I get stuck under a rock? I maybe will bench press that thing off me. Kind of mentality that all these guys are uh, uh, like. In, in, in no offense to them, like that's what they live, and that's probably keeping them sane. By all means, whatever keeps you sane out there, folks, so we don't hurt each other. But it, it, I'm lifting weights. I'm just <laughs> these are little metal discs, and I'm lifting them up and down. It's just kind of what I do, you know. Where they're they're so they're so live and die by this. Yeah. I would say two things. And one we kind of talked about was the Olympics talk. It just yeah. feels like that ship has sailed. Like that's, it keeps it's not sailing. Gonna, it's not going to happen. Like that's done. Like that, that dream is non-existent. But then also even another venue they talk about briefly was the X games. And if there's oh, one thing they? that feels like, yeah, they did. Oh, I didn't know they did. If there's one thing that feels like it doesn't fit, it is powerlifting in the X Games. Like that just doesn't. I, I mean, maybe early 2000s that seemed like a better fit, but with where the X Games are at now, like that is like no way that's not happening. I don't know where the X Games are now, but uh, I know we've talked about it a lot too. Maybe I didn't know they mentioned in the movie. I think geared lifting does fit in there, and people's arguments like it's not very watchable or all this, but like esports are in the X Games now. Like, and you can argue for the normal person, esports aren't very watchable either. Um, and I don't think it would get like TV time or become more popular i think that's what people's argument is going to the olympics that like we want our athletes to be prestigious and we want them to get more eyes on them like wherever powerlifting may go that's not going to lead it there <laughs> like yeah. like youtube instagram hopefully podcasts hopefully really good figures like johnny candido and you know people like that lead it there um just because you hop in the what how many sports are in the olympics that none of us have ever watched in our life like a billion a lot yeah there's yeah. a billion <laughs> fucking sports south dakota's sure. probably the capital of curling for all we know i never <laughs> watched that shit ever uh you know so like i don't think that's an answer but i think if it ever fit in a, a scope of shit yeah it probably there because the olympics i don't i don't know maybe ipf shit maybe in the olympics just because it is kind of but why yeah. my, my bigger question is why would the olympics do it and why do we even need it we don't. Yeah, just for the ego. We don't. Um, 
Oh, I know. I was actually going to say this. This what didn't what, hold what, up? Yeah, yeah. Um, tr- the training footage that was in there. Every rack is facing the wall. Oh, and ah. we don't uh, like when we put our gym together. We actually intentionally turned our racks so they faced out. Oh, for sure. Yep. Uh, that's to. interesting. And is there a mirror in front of that rock pole at Super Training in that movie? Uh, kind of felt yes. like there was. Yeah. Yeah, there was. I would never rack pull into a mirror. Yeah, I don't know why they. I don't want to do any lifting into a mirror like yeah. that. Yeah, it's so. kind of weird. Yeah, there was. Yeah, the, the original um, inside body construction zone. Yeah, there was. But a, that's just more, I think, the evolution of powerlifting because it's still like new in this movie, you know, and like little coaches looking at more than looking at more, and even how they talk about form and stuff. Some of that's kind of cringe to me, uh, even, and maybe that's because I'm a hyper analytical like coach myself. But like how they approach it and talk about it, where now you know, shout out to like Eric Helms and Bryce Lewis and all these really, really, really smart coaches that look at a whole holistic thing mm. of coaching something as simple as don't look in a mirror when you squat probably wasn't talked about our concept there where now we all kind of understand like why well well because one you don't get to at a meet two you get the proprioception you get to learn your motor skills better you get to feel and think about mm. what your body's doing rather than relying on a visual cue um and it may throw off your depth perception and blah 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 bunch of other reasons um but yeah, probably just it was probably too early in the evolution of the sport for that to happen. Yeah. Well, I have a story. This is the one I was holding on to. Um, so when uh, ST became a real thing, an actual gym, when we moved the uh, the monolith in, I said uh, we need to turn it around so that it faces Film. out. Yeah. And Haas had a different idea about that. And uh, he, it was like safety or whatever, whatever, whatever. Totally had a freak out. Just want to stare at a wall. Yeah, uh, had a to- had total freak out on me uh, at the time. So I, it's not any kind of secret that I shot a, a bunch of footage that didn't end up in in bigger, stronger, faster. I had a camera running the whole time, <clears throat> and so I never watched that, but I sent it off to to the editor. It's like here's this, all the stuff, and you may or and may not ever want to see this or use it for anything, but but yeah. here it is. So we go to the premiere of that movie in Hollywood, and the editor, God bless him, he was drunk, but he was really he was a very good editor. <laughs> but he comes up to me and he's like, "Cubby," <laughs> and goes on and on about that footage that like he's the only person that had seen yeah. it all, and he thought it was amazing. That's funny. <laughs> But yeah, so but, but they have to turn out. I, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not yeah. the first guy who had that idea, but I, but I, there was a reason for it, uh, a, a marketing reason for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You can see the lifters' faces yeah, when you're shooting them. You know. Side note on that, uh, I think Kurowski is the one that said it helps to film yourself in that. Uh, he does. Yeah, he no, I thought he that was interesting. That. that stood out to me yeah. because, like, obviously every coach and every lifter does it now or preaches it out like yeah look at check out your lifts film yourself from the side of the front you can kind of see how you're moving and you can kind of get some feedback from that um but yeah that almost feels like it's gone full circle because now some of the hardcore people would almost be like oh you don't need to film yeah, all yeah. your sets you don't need to look at yourself yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. what, what do you do that for that instagram thought- lift for yourself brother yeah, yeah. <laughs> right exactly right, right. one other thing that's uh, kind of a relic of the past that you could notice in there a few times is the squat stands that have like the hydraulic yeah hydraulics in them right, you yeah. do not see that yeah. anymore like they don't make those i don't think yeah um ed cone's last meet he wanted to use those i was i was there was like the second time i ever met ed and uh scott smith who's in this film was was competing in that as well and ed knew that it was not his favorite way to 
lift. Uh, <laughs> and Ed talked him into using those because, because Ed liked them. And Ed will tell you that he never played psychological games with his competitors, yeah, but, but he did. <laughs> uh, without a doubt. Um, my next question, would this film be better if it was more like the Hunger Games? Oh. <laughs> I uh hot take. I love the Hunger Games. I love the Hunger Games. I feel like people don't throw that and it's not in my Harry Potter category, Harry Potter's legendary, but it's like B tier underneath that. I really enjoyed the Hunger Games. Yeah. <laughs> Big fan. I, I think I think Hunger Games fades though. Like I, I don't cuz I can't even tell you is there two or three? There's, three. there's really like six. Sure. Yeah, there's it gets three. into 20 okay. different parts. There's three. Yeah, right. then there's Part A, B, C. It does get a little weird. It gets four. a little weird. I guess if what you're saying four. is if the movie had more CGI, would it be better? And <laughs> yeah. I think Power Unlimited would be really cool with a lot of CGI. I, so I have, have to agree with you. We could, we'd actually see Lee Moran squat that way with CGI. Yeah, yeah. yeah when we was that squat? The, the 70s? crazy people. That's like the best example of what we were talking about. Like this film looked like it was made in 1908, but I think Lee Moran squat had to be like in the 70s. Something like that. I, I don't know. I, I lost like track of it. Yeah. 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 That pictures they show looks like a fucking <laughs> caveman scratched it on a wall. You're like, what the right. fuck am I looking at? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. Least plausible story. I'm giving you three options for this. Uh, Kirk Kowalski actually throwing a 45 at anyone ever. Uh, Haas's slight altercation that we st- talked about earlier, where he's p- potentially punched somebody in a in a in a gas station, or Mendy squatting a grand. Oh, least plausible. Least plausible. Oh, boy, that's uh, some stiff compi- <laughs> yeah. competition amongst those. Yeah, three. you didn't make this easy. Um, I want to think that it's possible that M- Mendelssohn has put some amount of heavy weight on his back and then done something with it at some point. So, okay, you know he's probably uh, actually squatting a grand. Would I term a squat? Probably not. But I think, uh, and and maybe Cartwright did something in a gas station at some point in time. But I don't think Kirk ever threw a plate at someone. I don't think. I don't so think either. really. That was going to be my my double down. Okay. Just, just I was going to say like just... I feel out of all the fiery characters, he's kind of the one yeah. I don't really want to talk to. I'm a little uh, yeah. like I've I've lifted off for a cart right at the commercial gym, and you know it was an awkward exchange because of both of our pasts, and we know each other, but we don't know each other. Like, oh, that's fine, but like he's not gonna punch me in 24 hour fitness. Kowalski, <laughs> if I'm on this squat rack, I don't know, bro. I'm probably leaving. I'm probably leaving. Probably done. You got five minutes. Yeah, so, I'll probably yeah. just leave. At least get your stuff packed. I'm leaving at 4:30. I'm not even. I'm not you even seem drive in and you drive yeah. away. Yeah, I'm over it. <laughs> He just seems, even in like the interview, he's like, that was good. All right. Yeah. I tried to be honest. All right. Like, well, why are you yeah. yelling at the editor like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right, too. And he does come across as pretty genuine and yeah. stuff like that in, yeah. in his seriousness. I just, like, if he actually threw the plate, uh, eh, probably not. But I've but, just seen yeah, some he, people. I agree, though. He is pretty genuinely intense. Yeah, yeah, I've seen some nice, some of our nicer training partners have yeeted some fucking plates and like kicked like deadlift stands and shit. Like some yeah. of our nice guys have broken toes, <laughs> and I'm like, well, don't want to fuck with the mean ones. Uh, my only experience with him was at Ed Cohn's last meet, and and uh, when they opened the bar, he was there. Let's just say, yeah, that's all. Yeah, different time. Let's just say. What, what, what's say one thing about him though? We talked about the body types and stuff like that though. Talk about a jacked that's dude. Insane. Though. He yeah. had one. Yeah. Yeah. Did you maybe my favorite physique? I paused that on Twitch. I said, "Boys, this is me shirtless." You know, like that. He looks fucking savage. He looks yeah. like KK. Yeah, yeah. He looks yeah. like a Constantine. Yeah. Constantine. Like he looks yeah. insane. Super thick. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, like literally, like the the memes people draw up. Uh, 
and on like Instagram, it'll be like uh, powerlifter, bodybuilder, crossfitter, and they yeah. they're just sketches of body types. Like that's literally him. Yeah. He looks like the Hulk. Yeah, he literally looks like yeah. the Incredible yeah. Hulk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what a physique, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Talk about, you want to know what got me excited? Kowalski getting naked. That really Get shuffled that movie up. <laughs> That's the time when he flexes his abs. God <laughs> damn. Get that bodybuilder side pull. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Just don't do that part as a power lifter. You know, just let it be. Oh, my God. His basement flooded with that one. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're going to borrow uh, a... No, we're stealing. Uh, it's steal. ours now. We're going to steal a segment from the Massonomics podcast because All we're right. the Massonomics oh, guys yes. here. We're I'll start do, with my first one. We're going to do over-under. Um, yeah. All right. Okay. Over-under, boys. Geared powerlifting. Mm, this is a tough one. And, and and I think it's it's important to note that when we play overrated underrated, we like to look at it not just do we like something or do we dislike something. That's not the question. You got to get the public opinion right. sure. in yeah. right. sure, sure. Yeah, it's maybe not most, what you think. Most people, and I think right. most people, if you asked, would be like, "Oh, geared powerlifting way overrated." So I think that's worth factoring into the decision here. Right. I think most people would say that. Uh, and when I when I, I would say this when I watch single ply lifting, which are we gonna, we're going to lump that in with geared powerlifting sure. for the argument, someone like Blaine Sumner, I respect the shit out of his lifting. Like I yeah. I enjoy watching like some of those single ply squats when I'm like, my God, that still looks exactly yeah. like a squat. That's what squatting looks like in my head. Yeah, like the um, clearly hitting depth. Right. Oh, to me. I, I I don't know your opinion, Tommy. To me, it's still a little overrated. I don't know. I guess I I even con- considering the the general opinion and stuff, just because I'm so entrenched and uh, raw, I suppose. I I I I just appreciate raw more, and I'm just gonna say a little bit. I, I would go with that same thing. I just yeah, I I do feel like raw lifting. It's a little more relatable. It's maybe a truer test of strength. Uh, it's it's more accessible. I still think, yeah, I still think but, geared is a little overrated. And, but I still like it existing. Yeah, I do too. It, I think you know, it's I good think that it's, it does exist. Yeah. I, I think it would be bad if it just completely disappeared. I, I think it's good that it's around. Yeah, I agree. I do think single ply is making a slight comeback, and I think they just overdid it all, right? Like, they just overdid it all. Mm. If you just go single ply, right. keep it basic, single ply, and then raw. Even raw is now trying to overdo it, right? Because they're like, deadlift bar, non-deadlift bar, this rack, that rack, this, that, this. Like, let's just simplify them both and have, like, two basic categories is what I would do. If you ever want to go fucking X Games or Olympics, like, chill the fuck out with a billion categories. I do think there's an art, and, and I think your point was, was number one, is that single ply squats look like squats. That same lifter, majority of single ply lifters squat the exact same raw or, not, or or in their suit. Yeah, their form looks almost identical. Benches, not so much though. Yeah, bench gets a little weird. But even a lot of those guys, they got they they have big benches. You don't you don't get the geared guys that bench three fifteen raw and then bench eight hundred in gear. You don't get that in single ply. Like they're still moving. The 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 ratio is a little better for the most part. I think yeah. that's true. Um, over or under Mike Lambert's Xerox machine. <laughs> okay. This this okay, this is something that I wanted to mention too with the overall production is the the setting the scene for an interview. Now I I do a little bit of video videography in my job and mm-hmm. usually there's a few things, you know, you want to make sure your your subject looks somewhat flattering, not leaned back completely looking up their nose. Um you also make sure that the background maybe is somewhat <laughs> Not annoying to look at. Yeah. And yeah, there is clearly a fax machine just just <laughs> chilling right there. And it's like, 
the, the, the powerlifting was it powerlifting USA or what, yeah. was, what were the magazines yeah yep. like they're yeah, yeah, there yeah. in the corner but it's like maybe we could have just turned the camera like 10 or degrees or the fax machine yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Like, and, and it wouldn't have been this weird thing sticking out so uh, the fax machine probably very underrated actually <laughs> <laughs> My, my, that that is my wife's sole memory of this film. Yeah, it's a large ass fax machine. Yes, this giant thing yeah, in the way. Underrated for sure. Great. Underrated. Fax for sure. um, uh, Mike was touching on this one a little bit earlier. Um, uh, technique. The word technique appears in this film a lot. I don't think I'd ever noticed that before. So yeah. technique, overrated or underrated? Yeah, they do like a whole mini segment on it. Yes. See, this is ah, this is tricky because I, I I would say right off the bat technique is underrated. Like technique is so so important, especially when it comes to longevity. Like you you can see like oh fuck technique, but your your time that you're going to be lifting, especially lifting heavy weights, you might be good for a year, two years, three years, but eventually that is going to catch up with you in some way. So there you have to say technique's underrated. But also people sometimes like to put yeah. too much of it a weighted get... proportion on yeah. technique too when it comes to lifting. So maybe. It, Maybe it depends a little bit on if you're talking from a competitive standpoint or a, or just a, I'm just a dude that goes to the gym. But I don't know. Tanner, what do you I, think? I, I think it's a little, in the current climate culture, I think it's a little overrated. I think uh, Alan Thrall has had a good video on this before probably where he describes the same thing that sometimes – Technique is different for different people. Like good technique for someone is is different and for, I, for someone I think that's, else. I think with technique, it's there's not the idea that there's one right technique. Right. Like some people are like this is how you do this is how you do lift X. This is how you do lift Y. Like uh, people do have different body types. Like even my brother and me, we we're shaped very different. Our technique is really different for the same lifts. Tanner and I, we're built different too. Our, our yeah. technique, I still think we have good safe technique, but it's pretty different on, right. on the same lifts. Right. And there's there's a thing right now actually like as we record today a, a thing with uh, Squat University Dr. Aaron Horsey yeah. yep where yeah. it's lifter A lifter B yeah so what's more impressive lifter A lifting 650 pounds with uh, subpar technique or lifter B lifting 500 pounds with perfect technique and then the, you know he kind of the his haters will say deload to zero pounds and do air pistol box squats <laughs> until you know like that's kind of the thing and that's. Um, and they can, it can go too far both ways. But overall, I guess I'm getting at, I think it's a little overrated because sometimes you've got to roll with what you've got to a certain extent and, and, and work on getting stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I Depending think, on, on, on your goals, of I think course. lift, yeah. so you're lifting properly and safely. Yes. But after that, there comes a point where it's like, it, I mean. It doesn't have to be Just like getting that yeah. technique perfect, is that going to add 50 pounds to your squat? Like after you've been lifting for 10 years? I, I don't know. Yeah, I think you guys I hit it on the head. It's a little overrated. Yeah, I think I, you guys hit it on the head. The context matters. Yeah, well, it's strength, yeah. strength trumps technique. Right. What you, most I of the time, when so. you're stronger, you have better technique. If that right. too, like you said, Tommy, if you're if you're a competitive lifter versus the average person, if you first time walk into a barbell gym and you're talking to me, I'm going to tell you technique's very important. If you deadlift 500 right. and want to deadlift 600. Technique's probably not the first thing I talk about. It might be the sixth thing I talk about. I'm looking at programming. I'm looking at nutrition. I'm looking at these other things. Uh, and that's the same thing with Squat University. Jim and I were going to talk about a whole podcast on drama on it. We probably won't do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because I, I, I agree. Is that You could scale it both ways and make an d- argument. But the truth is that he right. has literally like a million followers, and he's talking to majority of soccer moms. Even though right. he probably and, thinks well, he's talking to athletes, he's not. Because the athletes already well, and, know. 
And he is a physical therapist. I mean, yeah, his job yeah. is to help people that are hurt. It's not right. to make someone into a thousand pound squatter. So right. He's going to be it, more focused on. I like Aaron. It, the issue is, is he does walk that line where I think he just needs to choose a path as a content creator because his background is weightlifting. And then he does videos with like uh, uh, Martine Lisi's and stuff. And so like you, right. you have to. Right. Are you talking to soccer mom? Because then her knee is coming in. We might want to fix that because of her Q angle. And when she's picking up her kid, she might have some damage to her knee or something in the long term, something random. But if you're trying to talk to powerlifters and world's strongest man the 650 the 650 pound squatter with and he even says slight deviation in knees that guy can crush 500 perfectly yeah no true. no one yes. hits 100 102 percent and without a little deviation and, and it's about how much deviation happens into that um yeah but i i hate the little form kids shut the fuck up go grab your kilos <laughs> get the fuck out of my gym uh, my last one in this category uh over under buying your own billboard Ooh, oh wow okay that's harshly severely very very underrated <laughs> oh it's uh, i mean why waste money on online ads um <laughs> social media ads all of that uh billboards and radio i think is where it's at that's <laughs> that's changing. for emerging markets right now yeah. uh, also local newspaper <laughs> yeah to, local you know. newspaper yeah Door to door, uh, direct postcards. That's uh, that's the marketing that people want now. A, a funny thing about that, though, we, for we, people that don't know, we yeah. do have a we're, we're uh, celebrating our second billboard now. <laughs> There's still one up in our t- in. We're, we're from Western Northeast South Dakota. We still have one up in our town right now. What we the fuck did dra- you just say? Western <laughs> Northeast South Dakota. That's where they that's live. For, I don't Western, even know what that means, South Dakota. Dude. No, Western. <laughs> well, it, it's we want to give like people context for where we're at. I know, but I don't even com- know if that's a thing. We're, Western North. Well, well, we're living proof it's a thing. <laughs> so you're on the western side of northeast South Dakota. Of northeast South Dakota, the same way that we're in the the uh, the northern <laughs> part of this of the of of the central valley of northern California. I get that they're named South Dakota, so that's throwing it off. <laughs> So we're in the northeast sector of South Dakota, yep. and you're on the western region of that area. Yep. yep. Fuck yeah, you go a little me. farther west. We're in the central. We're in the central Gr- region of. Granted, throwing in the western might be a little. Yeah, that's the fuck up. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. just blew my brain. <laughs> but it's it's the extra western uh, yeah. that we might not need, but but we need it. Like yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's important. We don't want people to be confused what yeah. part of South Dakota. You guys need uh, something up there. I've heard there's not a lot going on, so by all means, so, party on. So the, th- the the thing about the billboards, though, um, certainly could be looked at as a waste of money. But uh, to be like quite frank and honest, as far as my business is concerned, they have been outstanding uses of money. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that. And, and, like, and it's uh, locally does nothing. No one understands Masonomics in uh, our community like, at all. Uh, all our our moms will drive by and get a laugh out of it. You know, this one has our pictures on it, and we're we're wearing suits and ties, which also makes absolutely no sense. For it looks like a shitty do. real estate agent ad. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. And that's what we're going for. Yeah, it's, I love it's that. all uh, it's all kind of a joke. And well, like, and the, the quotes alone say they talk funny. Uh, <laughs> kind this of, is a podcast. This is a podcast. Yeah. Like you know, rave uh, reviews written on the billboard. Lo- locally, nobody listens to our podcast locally. Like we, outside of the people that go right, to the gym. Right. We already hit the the fifty people in this town that might listen to our podcast. They already do and have for five years. They're not. We're not uh, finding uh, anyone there. But the the just the humor that it's provided through social media has almost been priceless. Like we couldn't couldn't pay pay for content like like as valuable 
with that. I, I don't know what other way we could come up with a way. No, I'm glad to hear that because now I'm going to write a pitch to Jim so we could do it next. <laughs> <laughs> and, and granted, billboards in Sacramento may be slightly more expensive. Yeah, yeah we do have the advantage of yeah. living in western northeast South Dakota yeah. where the, the, the market on billboard pricing, I would assume, is significantly less than Maybe we'll get California. one a block up from you. There, yeah, that that <laughs> hey, totally works. We, we've got a guy. All right, need I need that. Uh, order that airplanes. <laughs> the airplanes that drag the signs yeah, behind there them. There we go. Yep. Yeah, I, I could I could step out the door right here and throw a rock and it would land <laughs> on I five, which is the principal route between Me- Canada Mexico, and yeah. Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's probably not cheap. Yeah, I don't think it would be that. I'll find that a way. Cheap. Um, uh, finally, one that we actually, I would like to say that we do this all the time, but we don't. Somebody asked us to, to do it will. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Maybe we will. Uh, this is uh, FMK, Fuck, Mary Kill. Uh, yes. Okay, so get strong, stay strong, and use your strength. <laughs> Using your strength. Wow, you're really hitting us in the so, feels with this one. <laughs> w- what that is, for anyone that doesn't know, it was we did an interview with Bill Kazmaier like three years ago at the Arnold, and um, he... Decided he, to be the hype man for us, but he clearly didn't know what we the, were. The, our, our other partner at the time that actually did the interview, he walked up to Bill and said, Hey, Bill, we're from Astronomics. We'd like to do an interview with you. Bill goes, That's cool. What do you guys do? And he's like, Oh, we got a podcast. We like to teach people about getting strong, you, uh, staying strong, using your strength, that sort of thing. And Bill goes, Okay, great. So we start the interview. They interview for almost 10 minutes. At the very end of it, Bill goes, He rattles this 30-second long (laughs) spiel for Massonomics. He goes, yeah, and I love what you guys are doing. Granted, Bill Kassmeyer had never heard of Massonomics before that day. (laughs) That's professional, dude. That's professional. That's because he's been on ESPN and shit. Yeah, very professional. At the end of it, he goes, I love what you guys are doing over there at Massonomics. You're doing a great job uh, teaching everyone how to get strong. How to stay strong, how to use their strength. Yeah, yeah thanks for what you do with the podcast and all the rest. Like, just like he's been the biggest follower, and yeah. it's like, that's a great soundbite, Kaz. Thank you very much. So that's much. the opener to our podcast, uh, part of the opener, and which is, yeah, Kaz, Kaz made the day on that. So, fuck, Mary kill, get strong, stay strong, use your strength. Mm. I, oh. think you gotta, I think you got to marry staying strong, right? That, I, you, that's fair. You got to stay. You got to stay with the strength in the long yeah, run. Yeah. So I think you marry staying strong. Yeah. I think it's a conundrum. It is kind how, of a little because bit because if you how do you if you don't get strong you have to get strong. Well, but you marry, so you just have stay strong. Okay. Some Whatever. people were born okay. strong. So you, can, you fuck getting strong. I think you just fuck. No, you, I think you fuck using your strength. You okay. just use your strength. Just I mean, you use okay. it once and move on, and then you uh, uh, you kill. But that's to see if see, you kill it, getting strong. It's kind of an oxymoron. Yeah. That, right. that's, that's a tricky one. I think you have to kill using your strength and just never use it. You just <laughs> yeah. you know you've got it. You just don't get to use it. And, yeah. uh, you you fuck uh, getting strong. Uh, I, yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. wrong answers, but I think we'd agree with that. <laughs> but you guys passed. Congrats. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, uh, thank part. you so much for being on with us for the to review this film. Uh, where can people find all of Massonomics? Well, thanks for having us. Uh, this was a lot of fun. I, I really uh, felt like today we were in really good company. Oh, okay, dangerous. dude. Don't try to build cast by us right now. <laughs> you know, even though what we said could have very well been 50% facts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where do they find us? Uh, I guess Massonomics and everything. Yeah, I, I would say, uh, yeah, uh, most importantly, uh, check us out at Massonomics. That's uh, Instagram. On Instagram. Uh, we have the Massonomics podcast coming out every week for five straight years now. We have Massonomics on YouTube. Um, yeah, that, that's the main stuff. And, and if you're in 
uh, Western, Northeast, South Dakota, you can also find us on our billboard. There you go. That's, that's amazing. Your, your yeah, take selfies. Thing. I want to see it. I haven't seen it yet. It's yeah. on their. It's okay. on their Instagram. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need. I need selfies of people sending it. Okay. And, and and also it's it's cool for us to get on here. I know we've had both of you on the Massonomics podcast before and we've mentioned this, but you know, we uh started listening to you guys podcasting a long time ago, so it's fun to yeah, kind of come full circle and be able to get the opportunity to come on here with you guys. There is um not to say I'm not excited now, but if you would have told me like, <laughs> I don't know, 2015ish that I would be on a podcast with you guys, I wouldn't have slept for a week. I, I would have been like jacked out of my mind. So this was still very exciting. I'm really glad we got to do this, guys. Appreciate it, boys. Thanks for taking the time. And I would like to send a personal invite. There may or may not be the world's strongest man here in Sacramento in June. If yep. you boys want to head west, I don't know if they allow you out of that northwestern conundrum. It sounds like you guys are stuck in a circle when you explain it to me. I feel like a globe compass, is over so your city. It's a dog chasing its tail. That's what it feels like. Yeah, like you, you just uh, start on the left side. You just start at 9 o'clock and work your way around the compass. Yeah, That's how you do it. I don't know how that works, but if you're allowed to travel, uh, we'd love to have you over at 3rd Street. Maybe we could podcast again, hang out. Um, we're going to try to throw a little mini party here, COVIDly safe and smash weights with some cool people. So um, if Massonomics wants to head west, let us know. Uh, awesome. and, and thanks for taking the time to chat with us. Yep. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, please give us a rating and review. It'll help so much. Share it on Twitter, Instagram. We'll shout it back out. Um, 50% Facts. I am Silent Mike on Instagram with 2Ks and anywhere you want to find me. We got a new clothing drop probably within two or three weeks, so stay tuned for teasers on that. Uh, Third Street Barbell on Instagram. I am at TheJimmyD on all the social medias. You can follow this show whenever we manage to post things about it uh 50% facts where where uh 50 is, what what facts is no wait percent is a word that's what it is percent is a word all our just businesses numbers. are like numbers and shit yeah. combined i don't know and half our emails are like numbers spelt and half aren't i'm so yeah confused. yeah it's uh yeah we're into the numerology or not so uh there we go and anyway we'll talk to you next week and thanks again for being on guys 